0: Hello, and welcome to the pod, people. Episode 28. Yeah! And, uh, we, we got a good one for you today. Yeah, one of the best. One of the best. Today we watched The Untouchables. Right. Uh, one of the few gangster movies that I absolutely love. The, uh, the
1: the the gift that is Tomas not watching movies when he was younger uh, gives us another truly great opportunity. Yes, uh, this
2: is another one I have not watched I've right. never. Yeah. But quite a... Quite a cast.
1: Just think about the childhood he grew up with. Rush Hour instead of The Untouchables. It's so sad. Huh.
0: But you know, both have their highs and lows. Sure. You know, no Jackie Chan in The Untouchables. That's true. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not.
1: I'm not. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna walk into it. I'm not. All right. So, <laughs> do you have any fun facts? Yeah, you're just trying to give me enough rope to hang myself, but I didn't. Yeah. I'm knocking puzzle pieces everywhere. It's a mess. Oh, <laughs> man. Uh, fun facts. Uh, this was released uh, June 3rd, 1987. So wow. it's older than I thought it was. So. Yeah. Um, I thought it was like 91 or something. I did, too. I was thinking early 90s. Uh, we had a budget of $25 million, and then the gross was $76 million.
2: Oh. Uh. It's a nice budget.
1: Yeah. I yeah. think hey, they made their money back, man. Definitely. And then uh, you got to imagine some of that went to the all star cast and director.
0: Amazing cast. Because
1: we got Kevin Costner, Sean Connery, Andy Garcia, mm-hmm. and freaking Robert De Niro. Yeah.
0: yeah. Let's not forget Billy Drago. Right. But that comes late.
1: Right. Well, he's not really like one of my guys. Yeah, so. he's,
0: he's one of my guys, though. Right. right.
1: And then our director for this is, you know, we only usually do director someone of note, and it's Brian De Palma, so... Yeah. He's awesome. Of course, better known for Scarface, and then uh, it's funny, because it's like Scarface and, like, Untouchables are, like, his legacy, but, like, you know, he started off, like, doing horror, like, uh, with Carrie in 76, so... It's kind of funny that he's, like, the mob movie guy, but it's, like, he's a horror movie guy from way back. Well,
0: it's like James Cagney. He started as the dancer, and then he went into mob movies, you know, it's just... You never know where you're going to end up.
1: Right. Hey, man. If it makes money, who gives a shit? Or, or
2: is horror movies
1: good? Huh? Yeah, you know, Carrie. It's you know. one of the most iconic horror movies of all time. Is it? Yeah. You uh-huh. ever seen Carrie? Nope. The fuck is wrong. Sorry. Future <laughs> episode. So,
0: uh, we, we open with some uh, some early like CG graphics kind of thing. It's like the Untouchables, uh, camera moving through the shadow of the words. Uh, does the and shadow the, know? No, the shadow does not know. So, uh, I'm gonna have Tomas pronounce the name of the composer. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Let's see. Yeah. Because I can't. I'm gonna make a fool of myself. Well, I'm, not, and,
2: a, I'm and, not Italian either, but
0: in in the pre-show, Tomas just rolled it off the tip of his tongue. I was amazed. I don't even.
2: I just can't even read my writing. Is Elio Morricone or
0: something? Yeah, so, that sounds good.
1: Sure. It's the guy that did the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Yeah. Yes. And
0: <laughs> this is this is. is a hell of a soundtrack. Uh, oh yeah. I'd I'd go so far as to say it may be the film's best feature. There's a lot of good things to love, but this soundtrack is is up there for me personally. Yeah, tests it its own. Yeah. So it is. Our, our film opens up with a little title card over a man sitting in a barber's chair, and it's 1930s Prohibition. Yeah, in Chicago. So if if you weren't aware, there was a period of time, the 18th Amendment came out in the, uh, the Constitution. They were like, hey, no more alcohol. Yeah. You, you can drink it, but you can't buy, sell, or transport it. They so, a bunch of squares. Yeah, so basically the, there was enough political will around the country to get this banned, but, you know, people being people, <laughs> so no the, uh, one stopped drinking. the temperance drinking. movement, right? Yeah. See, I know things. Yeah. I've read books. So uh, everybody was still drinking. Yeah. So they were just getting it illegally. Right. So very reminiscent of, you know, some things going on today.
1: <gasps> <gasps> so, <laughs> Are you telling me that we don't learn from the past?
0: No, we don't. We really don't. <gasps> Holy crap. It's pretty neat. Shot. So um, so we have this little title card explaining Prohibition and that the, uh, the organized crime is huge, and it's, it's the time of Al Capone yeah. in Chicago. So the man in the chair is Al Capone, and the whole thing is shot at a top-down view. And every time, because there's a bunch of moments in this film, because uh, Al Capones are big bad, um, every time they have him talking to uh, the press... Yeah. It's it's like a like a like a king keeping court. You know, he's in charge, he's got funny lines, yeah, he's doing hand gestures, you yeah. know, he's yep. he's on top of it. And so he's saying, Hey, I'm providing a service that, you know, people want, people need, you know. Yeah. It's like what what about them saying that you use violence? And he's like, Well, you know, as a kid you said you got farther with a kind word and a gun than just a fine just a kind word. So I really I really like this scene The The barber nicks him Because he's moving around Yeah, yeah. And nice. he says hey, It's it's okay You know It's fine Yeah Little do we know That guy got whacked later Oh yeah Definitely <laughs> But um, Like it, it does everything Because From from the shot And like You know He's he's arrogant But um, With the way that the barber cuts him And the way that he looks And the way the barber looks The barber looks like He's about to die <laughs> Yeah uh, Film does a great job Of setting up the villain Yeah You know Confident in control, incredibly powerful, um, and also everyone's afraid of him. Yeah. You know? right. Nice, nice shot. Yeah, so it's kind of weird because uh,
1: he's also like very charming too. Oh right? yeah. Right? You're yeah, like...
0: incredibly charming. It's um, uh. So this is Al Capone played by uh, Robert De Niro. Yeah. We didn't yes. mention that. And yes. Robert De Niro, uh, that man is amazing. Yeah. You know, he can do all kind. Of, he can do whatever he wants. You know, basically. Yeah. So. Um, then we, we go to, like, a little bar, you know, and this is kind of to establish the stakes. It's like a like a pharmacy or candy shop type of place. I used to have those back in the day. And a uh, girl comes up to get some medicine for her mom, and there's a man talking shop with the, with the barkeeper, the proprietor, and he's like, look, the stuff's not good. I'm not going to buy it. Uh, the man behind the bar is telling that to the, the suit, and he's like, oh, it's okay. You don't have to. You know, it's all it's all good. If you're not buying, we'll go somewhere else. And he leaves. And there's a second man in a white suit sitting on a chair with a briefcase that he, like, hits something on and, and walks away. The little girl notices that the man leaves his briefcase. And she comes out, she grabs the briefcase, and she runs outside to come and see him. He's like, mister, you forgot your briefcase. Mister. And then it explodes. Yeah. And the whole store goes up in flames. So this this establishes the stakes. It's not just, you know, well, people are drinking, so what? People are dying on the streets. Yeah. You know, that's kind of the, the point of the scene to establish that, you know, people get hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the second rated R movie I ever saw as a child. I was about 10 or 11. Uh, the first one I saw was Tombstone. Excellent nice. movie. This was the second, so I thought every R-rated movie was the best movie ever made. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but this was the first child murder I'd ever seen uh, not, in my life. Yeah, yeah, because uh, it doesn't happen that often. Maybe like Frankenstein. Uh, right, yeah, yeah. You know, you don't you don't see many children getting blown up. At yeah. least this like explicitly, you know. <laughs> so. Um, so that that scene left an impact on me to this day, because uh, you know I'm, I was like, "Oh man, that kid got killed. No yeah. one ever kills." Let's kid. see what kind of movie you're in for. Yeah. <laughs> so we cut to uh, we cut to like a little house. You know, everything's going well. 1930s house, and uh, in in this house, awkwardly reading a newspaper, there's there's a woman, and then there's a man. The man is Kevin Costner playing Elliot Ness. Yeah. So, from here, we go to Elliot Ness at a uh, press conference at a police station. And he is the treasury agent. He's assigned by uh, the U.S. Treasury to come in and stop the flow of alcohol. Yeah. So, um, the reporters are asking him, is this just like, you know, like a publicity stunt? Is it a, uh, you know, is it just some kind of, you know media blitz type deal, is it just kinda of like to kick dust up and right. uh, Elliot says, impressed. Nope. Yeah. This, is, uh, this is super important. You know, this this is my calling. Uh prohibition is the law. I'm here to enforce the law.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So he's uh he's judge dreading it up here. Sorry <laughs> right where my head went to, but I was like, I'm not gonna make the joke. <laughs> so he, he goes to meet the cops, all of them are standing around and he says, Hey Here's the deal. Some of you like to drink. Some of you may have drunk in the past. Like, that doesn't matter. You're not going to drink going forward, you know. We're officers of the law, and therefore we have to be an example. You know, total square, basically, is is what we're getting from it. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, we need to enforce the law by example. Yeah. Uh, We have a little Jimmy Olsen reporter dude. He's like, oh, Mr. Ness, you know, I can help you. And he's like, whatever, go away, kid. (laughs) So uh, they they have a liquor raid. He's like, okay, we know where the liquor is. It's coming in. We have an informant. You know, we're gonna we're gonna bust this shit up. Yeah. So he gets a snow plow. They break down a door. They have a huge deal. His pictures taken. Uh, but because there's uh, there's no alcohol in the place they're raiding, it's completely empty. It's full of umbrellas. Um, yeah. His pictures get taken, and he's he's a laughingstock. Yeah. And nobody. Everyone's like, well, this guy's first big move was a bust. You know? <laughs> and not, you know, not one that ends successfully. Like, you know, yeah. it's bad. So he's on the bridge kind of drowning his sorrows without alcohol, which is always tough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he, he crumbles up a paper and throws it into the river because he's on a bridge. And uh, a beat cop sees him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, you know, throw your stuff away in the trash can. Yeah. And they kind of have a fight. Yeah. They have a little bit of an altercation. Not not a big one, but he's right. like, hey, you know, they're going back and forth. And uh, the beat cop asks him who he is. And he reaches into his pocket. And the beat cop sticks his nightstick on his chest. And he's like, what's with the piece? Why are you carrying a gun? Right. <laughs> he says, oh, I'm a treasury officer. And the beat cop goes, okay, and walks away. Uh, Elliot Ness is like, hey, you just turned your back on an unarmed man. Like, what kind of cops do they have in here? And then he's like, you said you were a treasury officer. Who would claim to be that? Who is not? You know, <laughs> like, okay. So, so the big, the big awesome thing about this beat cop, uh, he he clearly has street smarts. He clearly knows the situation. Uh, he's he's down on the ground. He knows what's up. And most importantly. He's Sean Connery. That's right. That's uh, and anytime Sean Connery shows up in anything, he steals the whole show. Like yeah. um, his charisma is just through the roof. I don't know how he does it. I don't know how a person ends up with so much like screen presence, mm-hmm. but but Sean Connery's got it, and yeah, he he's just amazing. Yeah. So uh, like the line, who uh, who would claim to be that? Which not? Like, you know, I just, I love it. I love Sean Connery and I, I love this, uh, this little exchange. Sure so, mm-hmm. so Elliot Ness, uh, oh, his, his name, uh, he's playing Malone, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Sean Connery's yeah. playing the beat cop named Malone. Yeah. So, uh, so, so they talk for a bit and, uh, yeah, they, they kind of just go their, their separate ways. Yeah. Al Capone at his at his uh, you know hotel that he lives at basically mm-hmm. um, there's a there's a guy there who has a ledger and he's like hey you know this is our first setup for the ledger he's like hey make sure the barrels like everything's in this ledger you know there's mm-hmm. a there's a bookkeeper guy and uh, it just cuts to Al Capone and his operation kind of randomly throughout the film yeah uh, just every now and then when they need a transition to show you. Uh, just the opposite it's like we got the cops sad at night we have capone in the lap of luxury with breakfast being brought to him you know we just have this back and forth interplay so um elliot ness goes to work the next morning and uh the the cops are whispering behind his back this guy's a loser they're all talking shit yeah Yeah. (laughs) and uh He walks to his office and uh, pinned up on his office door is the newspaper clipping of his utter failure. Um, This movie does a really good job throughout of like setting things up beforehand. Like before the girl blows up, you see a man in the white suit on the bar. Uh, And it's never the focus of the shot, but they always arrange it so that you can see it. Like they always make eye contact with the camera or they do something or something's up so that you notice the thing that's about to happen. So as Kevin Costner walks to his door, you see a woman sitting on a chair and she's kind of looking towards him the whole time. You know, and her her interested in him is why you kind of gravitate towards her. And as he gets into his office, she gets up and she introduces herself as the mother of the little girl that blew up. <laughs> and she's like, hey. You know, thank you for doing what you do. I know you're you're actually trying. You know, I just wanted to thank you. And uh, he takes those words to heart. He observe he absorbs them. And uh, so, as earlier with the audience, when we learned that you know it wasn't just people drinking, people were getting hurt. Now it's reinforced for for Ness that he's doing a good job. Like you know, motivation and he's gotta, and to yeah. keep going. So he goes to visit Sean Connery. And uh, when he knocks on the door, Sean Connery has a double-barreled shotgun hitting it in his uh, music player. Um, and then when the door opens, he sees that it's, uh, it's Elliot Ness. He's like, hey, I want to talk to you. And they're, they're sitting in his uh, living room. And then this is a question I always have to set designers. So this is an older gentleman, mm-hmm. uh, you know Malone, who lives in this house. So you're, you're filming a period piece. It takes place in 1930s. So the temptation would be that every house you decorate would be a 1930s house. Yeah. But, you know, if you go to the home of a 60-year-old person today, it doesn't look like it's been furnished in 2020. Yeah, it yeah, was furnished exactly. in, like, yeah. 2000. So I always wonder yeah. if the set decorators are like, do we make this look like it was furnished in, like, 1905? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, yeah. like, I always wonder about that here, because I'm looking at the thing, and it does seem, like, even a little older. Yeah. But I'm not sure exactly what the contemporary... Mm-hmm. Furniture was, but it does appear to me to be even a little older. So it's just one of those things my brain caught on, and I, I always, I always sure. check for that when I'm watching a period piece. You know, yeah. it's it's always something I'm looking for. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. Something
2: stuff. I didn't even yeah. think to think about. Yeah, but yeah. very interesting. Yeah,
0: right. You know, it's just something that goes on. Yeah. so So, um, anyway, the the meat of the scene is uh, Elliot Ness is like, I want you couple hand-picked people to come with me and form a special task force to, like, actually knock this out. Yeah. Sean Cronery says, like, oh, I wish you would have found me 10 years and 20 pounds ago. But, like, you know, he said it in a much better Sean Connery voice. Right. I'm going to keep doing this, and I promise you it's not on purpose. Yeah, it is. It's malicious. He's trying to torture you guys. So... <laughs> As, uh,
1: now you know what it's like to live with this guy. Do <laughs> you live with me? No, but I'm saying, you know, we've been around you for like almost 20 years. Oh, yes. okay. So that's what I'm saying. Like, this is just Tuesday. <laughs> so, uh, so
0: Sean Connery turns him down because he says, I want to stay alive, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, so uh, Elliot Ness goes back and he bumps into Oscar Wallace. Yep Uh, In his office An accountant sent from Washington The FBI Yeah The bureau And he says (laughs) that uh, um, And this is the first plant So for the first half of this movie When the accountant's talking about accounting They kind of brush him off Yeah They don't really listen to him But we have our first drop of This man hasn't filed a Referring to Al Capone Hasn't filed a tax return since uh, 1926 Yeah So four years without a tax return Right
2: That's
1: not good
0: no no, no probably not <laughs> so uh
1: <laughs> hey you know what though that freaks me out All right, I, this is just an side because you get this information later right okay they're trying to nail him for 28 years you don't pay your taxes for four years that's 28 years in prison that's fucking nuts bro sorry yeah
2: <laughs> no, that's, that's a mess Iris. even the joker
1: i oh, guess man oh wow
0: that's I'm digging deep, Tomas. <laughs> I'm amazed. So Tomas is referencing uh, Batman, where uh, the IRS goes after the Joker. Yeah, yes. It's uh, it's Batman the Animated Series, or maybe uh, I think it's the New Adventures of Batman and Robin, the, the second <laughs> series after. And um, Joker gets left a lot of money, and then the IRS comes after him. And uh, Mark Hamill voicing the Joker says... I'm crazy enough to tackle Batman, but the IRS? No, 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 no.
2: And he's frantically gathering his money.
0: (laughs) So I know that's a brief aside, but that was Tomas digging deep, and I wanted to acknowledge that. I I really appreciate that.
2: That's that's the 28 years right there. (laughs)
0: Talking.
1: (laughs) I'm saying that's intense. Because I still haven't filed my taxes from this year, and I'm very scared. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> I'll delete that clip. <laughs>
0: yeah, the, the IRS is listening.
1: Like, all right, bud, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> we don't make any money off this podcast. Oh, so you guys are fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, we just spend money. We don't make money. Right. So, um, they, uh, uh, Sean Connery tracks down, uh, Elliot Ness again and he's like uh, we, we need to have a conversation yeah because the it, walls uh, listen all yeah right, you. you know they're they're in the office they're in the police office where he finds them and he takes them to a church and they go into the church and here we have that famous scene with that famous line but Malone basically lays out look if you go after the mob you could go all the way yeah there's no halfsies you know if you're not all the way in you know you're you're not going to make it yeah and Elliot Ness is like, I'm willing to go as far as the law will allow right. me to. He's like, and then what are you willing to do? Yeah. You have to go further. Yeah. And then he does it. He, uh, you know, he pulls a knife, you pull a gun. He sends one of yours to the hospital, you send one of his to the morgue. That's the Chicago way. That's
1: right. right. Yeah, because Sean
0: Connery rocks. Yeah. And that's 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 like the scene, that's the line. Yeah. Um, and funny. Elliot Ness kind of ex- uh, absorbs that. Yeah. Um, and he tells him, uh, you know, and he's like, "Okay, are you are you in or out?" Right. And Elliot Ness says, "I'm in." He's like, "Okay, you've made a blood pact, basically. Yeah. You know, yeah. now now we're in. We're going for it." Yes. Yeah. All so they're they're walking down the street. Uh, Malone tells him, "Hey, uh, you can't trust anybody. Yep. No one. You know, you can't trust the cops. That's how they knew they were raiding. Someone on the force like tipped them off. Mm-hmm. You know." And uh, he's like, oh, well, if I can't trust anybody, who do I trust? It's like, you, we have to go before they can turn the cops. We've got to right. go earlier. So yeah, they go, because
1: the, the way he uses it is yeah. really great, right? He's yeah, right. like, if you don't want to ride an apple, you got to pick it from the tree. Right. Yeah. So I was like, that was pretty good. <laughs> so, so they go down to
0: the police academy, and they say, hey, we're looking for someone for, uh, like, you know, some some long-term duty uh, right out of here that we can just steal. Who's consistently your best shot? Yeah and he brings up two candidates first guy comes out pasty red-haired dude (laughs) kind of stuttered blinking you know no no star power whatsoever right you know he's just kind of blinking and he's like okay uh so like what do you want to be a cop he's like uh protected serve you know (laughs) and sean connery's just talking to him like normally and the dude's like super nervous and shaky and then Sean Cronin's like, all right, you know, don't call us, we'll call you. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes back in, and then we have our introduction to uh, to Stone. Yeah. And um, basically, everybody's in the standard, you know, cop position, leg spread, shoulders certain way apart, and um, S- Stone, played by Andy Garcia, the man himself. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fun guy. Most famously known for playing Dread in the Max Steel movie. Sure. No, that, uh, that's a thing. No, <laughs> uh, probably, I'd say most famously known for playing uh, Terry Benedict in the Oceans films. Or maybe Godfather Part Three. Godfather Part Three. People know about that one. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I like that
1: you have the balls to think that Oceans Eleven is more popular than the Godfather Part Three. It is Part Three. It's more loved, sure, but more people have definitely seen the Godfather Part Three.
0: I'd argue more people have seen the Oceans trilogy than Godfather Part Three. You think? I do. I don't I'm. Know. I'm sad. almost certain. I'm not willing to ask. We, we can look at the numbers. I'm, all right. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I'm not willing to die on this, Aldo. I, I, I like neither am off I.
1: Off. Yeah.
2: <laughs> he also makes an appearance on the I George Lopez
0: show. He makes an appearance on what?
2: The George Lopez show.
0: Mm. No, uh, Andy Garcia's around. He's, yeah, he's pretty awesome. Good. He's and so uh, from from the way he handles his gun, he just whips it out of the, the side and just kind of casually shoots twice in the chest and then like basically makes a face on the target uh you know if terry benedict shot like that danny ocean would not be a happy camper so um they they talk to him sean connery talks to him he's like why why do you want to be a cop and he's like uh to protect and serve you know, he's like, no, no. What's the real reason? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's like, just kind of shrugs, and then uh, the guy's like, wait a minute, your name's not Stone. Where are you from? He's like, oh, the South Side. He's like, oh no, you're. Uh, it's like, what's your real name before you changed it? And he says, uh, Giuseppe. <laughs> and then uh, Sean Connery goes into a series of uh, racial slurs you'd use against an Italian. <laughs> what might those be? <laughs> <laughs> As someone half Italian, I feel like I am, you know, able to say some of these, and then on the other hand, I don't want to offend anyone who like actually cares. I'll say it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, say it to me. <laughs> You're like three inches taller than me. I'm not kidding. <laughs> he calls them a dago and a wop, which uh, those like wops the heavy hitter. Dago's pretty bad too. I'm offended. No, thank you. So, so um,
1: um... when you guys canceled the show, remember just Dutch said that. <laughs> yeah,
0: just, just the one named Dutch was throwing around the, the, the show. The, the racial epithets. Here. We've
1: already got our backup plan podcast. We'll just lean into body snatched and we'll just oh, like just, <laughs>
0: we'll, leave, we'll do the full just refrain. Just jettison the Dutch. <laughs> We've got our exit strategy. Looks like all four corners are Zach's corner, man. <laughs> so anyway, uh, racial slurs aside, um, uh, Stone fights back. He knocks the clipboard yeah. out of Sean Connery's hands and puts the gun to his throat. Yeah, he fucking pulls the gun on, it's like, it's better than you, you Irish bastard. <laughs> you know? And then uh, Sean Connery's like, oh, I like this one. He's like, yeah, welcome to the task force. <laughs> so a uh, guy with a little passion, a little fire. Yeah. Well, they so, need balls on the team. Yeah. They need somebody who can go all the way. That's right. We know what he's prepared to do. Yeah. I like that line. So uh, I put, I wrote Giuseppe Verde. ...down here for his name, which is the name of, like, a playwright, I uh-huh. think. Yeah, like a 16th sentence, I don't know. Good it's th- Go back That's to totally wrong, it. though. So, um, the three of them, uh, Nass, Malone, and Stone, uh, walk back into the academy, and uh, and Wallace, the accountant, is still there going, like, Hey, I found some really cool books. And they're like, whatever, and they're grabbing shotguns from yeah. the thing. It's like, we're going on a liquor raid. And uh, the accountant notices that he's—they've uh, all got guns. All of a sudden, he's like, "Oh, hey!" He's like, and he—he he, uh, Sean Connery points a gun at the accountant, and he's like, "We're going on a liquor raid." He's like, "You carry a badge?" Yes. You carry a gun. And he hands <laughs> yes. him. <the> gun. <laughs> nice and big shot. And the accountant kind of looks it over and goes, "Okay." Yeah. Um, I—I'm not sure who plays this accountant, uh, but he does a great job. Yeah. He's—he's uh, he's really fun. Throughout this movie, he's yeah, just poor guy's a,
1: like in there with like the elite, right? And yeah.
0: So he's not revered. Poor guy. Yeah, and it's it's too bad because uh, even we dropped the ball. Yeah, we did. Is and this feel, my fault? It's probably my fault. I feel, no, I really should have looked it up. So like, the thing is, and like I know I I know some people won't agree with this, but I feel like of of the main group and of the supporting cast and everyone, not that he does a bad job. But I feel like Kevin Costner's the weakest link in terms of acting oh. power right. of this group. Because um, everybody else, like everybody, else, even Sean Connery, who's mm-hmm. like you know famous for just playing Sean Connery, like I buy almost every, all everybody being everybody else, and then Kevin Costner like just remains Kevin Costner to me. Like he doesn't really do any right. super good performing where it just takes me out of it for a right, second. Right, right, so right. like. Uh, But um, I just say that because I regret not looking up the name of this accountant because he sells it. You know, he's really good. He's up there with everybody else. Right. Um, So they go on a liquor raid. That's right. The four of them. And it's in the post office.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Because one of the things Malone says is like, Everybody knows where these places are. Yeah. No one wants to go against Al Capone. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So uh, it's not it's not finding the liquor. It's just crossing. <laughs> the gap. Right. So um, they they go in there. They they bust up the place. Well, before they open the door,
1: uh-huh. he asks. Uh, yeah. Ness, he's like, "There's no coming back
0: from this." Yeah, it's like once we walk through this door, we can't right. go back. And yeah. Ness is like, "Go through the door." Yeah. So they go through the door, and. Uh, you know they—they they come across all the booze in the world, just barrels <laughs> and crates and uh, filled with Italian Americans. And uh, you know, I think I saw my grandpa in there. <laughs> and uh, you know, and, and there's a mob guy who's like, "Hey, what is this? You can't be in <laughs> Do here. You have a
1: warrant." <laughs> yeah, and Malone
0: just hits him with a shotgun. Like he just—he just hits him with the butt of the shotgun. Here's my warrant. Yeah, here's my warrant. And just you know, just beats the dude, and uh, yeah. So they have a they have a big deal, and it's a huge, it's a it's a gr- amazing job for them, and they're all uh, they all go to the uh, like kind of like a bar afterwards or a little restaurant, and they're all just kind of sitting around, basking in their glory. Yeah. And I feel like these scenes uh, are really understated and important for any film. Yeah. We have a group of people. Uh, just when you let people eat. I feel like it's really important to have that like kind of communion. Yeah. And they're sitting around talking and joking. One of the things is Malone asks Stone. It's like, so why do you really want to be a cop? He's like, oh, protect him, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody chuckles. And then uh, reporter comes in. Uh, but this is the first. This is the first take where we notice there's some agitation because like a reporter tries to get in. And everybody goes for their gun. Yeah, they'll... Like, just immediately. Because, like, you know, it's war now. They're on. Yeah, wrong. yeah. So, guys, guys there, and they let them through, and uh, they get a picture of the four of them. Yeah, just for them. Not right? for yeah. publication. Yeah, yeah and uh, it's it's a really nice picture. Yeah. It's great little uh, promotional material, too. <laughs> <laughs> so. You still have it up on your dress. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. I believe next we have... Uh, yeah now we have the scene yes the scene yes. yeah so it, it goes to Capone yeah. and I really like it it's it's a tight close-up of his face and he does this wonderful little speech about the things that fill him with joy yeah you know it's like what what makes me happy And he says baseball <laughs> and then it, it cuts out to a wider shot There's an entire table of the mob it's a big big uh, circular table yeah. and Al Capone has a baseball bat. And he talks about you have your time at the plate, time for individual achievement, but then the rest of the time it's a team sport. Everybody's working together. And um, I feel like it's important to note everyone at the table is wearing the same suit. You know, white shirt, black coat over it. Except for one guy (laughs) who has like a little flower arrangement on his shirt. Yeah. And uh, Capone's kind of circling around and... uh, you know, he's like everybody's part of the team. It's like and if somebody like you know goes goes the wrong way or isn't quite a team player, and then he starts beating the crap out of the guy in the flower Yeah, so just beats him in the back of the head with the baseball bat, and the camera moves up from from looking down at him, and it's just this puddle of blood growing on the on the uh, beautiful table, with, surrounded by all the guys in the suits. Yeah. So we know uh, we know it's a it's a big deal um so we go back to the office uh accountant guy Wallace is still saying like oh legally Al Capone receives no income you know yeah. like it's it's quite amazing these books <laughs> and they're still ignoring them they're still yeah. not listening it's like accountant's doing accountant thing you know you're not Ben Affleck we don't care <laughs> so um uh then a man walks in who just looks like a rat right and he's got glasses his teeth are it's it's great like you know the perfect casting in this film mm-hmm. And he comes in and he just wants to congratulate Elliot Ness and he asks if they can talk alone. Oh, the top hat guy. Every, eh? Yeah. Everybody leaves and then uh, he casually throws a thick envelope yeah. onto the table. And uh, Elliot Ness is like, okay. And he calls everybody back in. He's like, you know, if the Romans caught you bribing an official, they'd, uh, you know, they'd break your arms and throw you in a sack with a wild animal and throw you in a river. Which uh, classic! So many people have done the sack with animals into the river over the years, and I'm I'm fond of that. Hmm. You know, it's yeah. just it old used school. to be like a dog, a cat, and a snake. You know, or yeah. sometimes it would be with a monkey, or like you know they just they just sew you in a sack with all kinds of stuff and throw you in the water. But they didn't, didn't care about animals back like then. No, the uh, good old you days. know, class classically, that was one of the things. Uh, you know. Uh, Urban legend that they did to Rasputin. Yeah, that motherfucker would not die. Yeah, it's like, you know, they shot him eight times, they threw him in a sack in the river with, you know, the dog, the cat, and the snake, and he stole his kicking, you know, he didn't, you know, all that stuff happened to him, according to urban legend. They make a movie about that guy. I want to watch that.
1: Well, Kingsman 2 is going to be out. It's actually 3. Is it? Yeah, the second one's so bad.
0: Well, no, I know, like, they had, like, The Kinsman. Yeah. Like, isn't the, is not this the second one? Or this did is I...
1: actually technically a prequel.
0: I I know. It's, like, World War One. Yeah. But, like, I thought that already came and went. I thought this was the sequel to the prequel. No, no, no. It's because of the
1: pandemic. Everything oh, got more... okay. Yeah, yeah. I got delayed. All right. Yeah,
0: yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry for the brief aside about The Kinsman. So... We're, we're allowed to. It's I a guess... movie
1: podcast. Relevant movie topics we're asking about scheduling here so
0: yeah so they they take the bribe guy out yeah and um meanwhile uh so after after that scene uh Elliot uh, Ness drives home
1: it's also the thing too this is where he first says oh you guys think you're untouchable they're like anybody can be gotten to
0: yeah the the bribe guy says that anyone can be gotten to so he goes home and uh, outside of his house, there's a man in a car in a nice white suit. Mm-hmm. This is Billy Drago. Yeah. This when Elliot's
2: at home. Yeah. yeah,
0: this is outside of Elliot's home. And uh, this man in a white suit says, um, you know, oh, is, is that a birthday present? You know, because mm-hmm. he's got, he's like, yeah, it's, all like, you know, it's a lovely house. Lovely daughter. <laughs>
1: yeah. You know, shame
0: if something happened to him. <laughs> and he drives off. So Billy Drago, I have a very soft spot for this guy. He played Blackhand Kelly in Tremors Four, wow. which means nothing to anyone except for me, because he did such a great performance. That's the Alaska Tremors movie. It is. I oh, know. Yeah. yeah, that is the Alaska Tremors movie. Thank you, Zach. Right. And then um, he also played uh, he also played played Bly, which is the villain of the greatest American television show, The Adventures of Briscoe County Junior.
1: Talk about going on a limb.
0: I am and I will die on this hill. I will die saying Briscoe County Jr.
1: Hey, man, uh, everyone's entitled to their own wrong opinion. And yeah. I respect you I know! <laughs> I
0: respect everyone else's opinion that's wrong because Briscoe County Jr. I
1: want to high-five you, but we're going to clip the mic again. <laughs> yeah. I've been yelled at enough to know not to do that.
0: Oh. But, uh, <laughs> no, you know, so So, so he plays the villain, and his <laughs> whole... His whole thing is he's like this this wispy dude. Yeah. You know he looks like he weighs ninety five pounds. It looks like he's been sick for a long time. His mm-hmm. cheeks are hollow, but his eyes are super piercing. Mm-hmm. He just kind of looks right through, and he's got this casual look and this casual talk, and he's so like flippant about any yeah. everything. Um, he's just a sinister looking guy. Yeah, and um, according to everyone that I've heard that's worked with him, they say he's the nicest person on the planet. Yeah. So like, so just just a brief shout out to Billy Drago. He sadly passed in 2012. Uh, one of my guys, oh, right. just you know, one of, one of my people. Right. So so he drives off. <laughs> Elliot Ness kind of gets his whole family together, and he's like, "We're leaving. You know, yeah. we're taking off. The mob knows where we're at." So, uh, he gets his, uh, wife to a safe house, you know, they, they get him into a car with a cop that, uh, (laughs) that's on Malone's list. Yeah. So, presumably Malone's list is cops we can trust. Yeah. Yes. So, um, you know, the cop wears his clothes, drives away, um, they're, they're waiting. Malone shows up with backup. All four of the untouchables are together Mm -hmm. and, uh, they're talking and, uh, Ness asks Malone, he's like, hey, are you sure we can trust that cop? He's like, uh, we better use my cousin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they're so like, okay. And so um, then uh, Malone tells them that they, uh, it's all like, well, if if, um, if you're ready to hit back, you know, there's a big raid. We know we know where a lot of liquor's coming yeah, it's in.
1: It's an international shipment.
0: Yeah, right. it's a big one. So, uh, so the other nest is like, okay, so they're on a plane. And this is the first time it's brought up that Elliot Ness seems to listen, that anyone seems to listen. So the accountant's like, hey, on on this plane to, to Ness, who's like, you know, half asleep, he's like, hey, if we can get him for income tax, we can put him away for income yeah. tax evasion. He's like, you can? He's like, yeah. He's like, how? He's like, I don't know.
1: Yeah.
0: You know? And, you got to figure it out.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because the whole point is, right, he's like, something's better than nothing. Yeah. You know, so... <laughs>
0: so we cut to a bridge um last time uh i'm not gonna say the name right but uh last time the composer saw a bridge it blew up so you know <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not too happy but um they're they're at a bridge with a bunch of uh, canadian mounties um and uh this film kind of plays the canadians poorly yeah. just kind of you know
1: they make every mountie look like it's doubly do right
0: <laughs> no, they make him seem like they're, like, stuck up and incompetent. Yeah, I, mean, but,
1: incompetent?
0: I know. Incompetent? Yeah, but he's charming. He's not stuck
1: up. Know. I don't know who are, But he's incompetent in the movie. That's all I know. Yeah. I've only ever seen the movie. And I was rooting for Alfred Molina anyway. Who wouldn't vote for <laughs> Alfred Molina?
0: Every, like, you know, that's that's why everyone's going to go see No Way Home.
1: Right. That's the only reason they got my ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Peter.
0: Hello, <laughs> Peter. They remember, uh, I'm sorry. No, another tangent. Another I'm sorry. Out in the weeds. No, that's my fault. I've been up since five,
1: so I'm not really stopping you. Nice.
0: <laughs> so so they go to the bridge, and we have, uh, I'm just going to skip past a lot of this, but uh, long story short, there's a, there's a shootout at the bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a little moment beforehand where Malone's going around, and he talks to everybody, and he gives them all kind of fatherly advice, you mm-hmm. know. He's like, have you checked your gun? Yes. Okay, stop checking it, yeah. you know. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. It's like, oh, you're cold. Stamp your feet. You know, it'll yeah. keep you warm. So he's, he's trying to get everyone to like yeah, calm he's, down. Yeah, he's, like, he's doing the, the, the dad thing. You know, he's he's keeping everybody together. But, uh, you know, gangsters come to the bridge. Uh, the Canadians jump the gun. They come in early. There's a big shootout. Uh, Stone gets winged. You know, they, they clip him. But he's fine. The accountant gets angry at that. And he starts going John Rambo on yeah. him. Uh, Total murder rampage. Yeah, he starts just, <laughs> just unloading. Right. So, um... The accountant. Yeah. Of all people.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh... Imagine having to go back to a desk after all this. Because like, that's, you know, like... Could you imagine? <laughs>
0: well, I'm sure he would have. But,
1: uh, so... I mean, you're, yeah, you're not wrong. So, uh...
0: So, the, the bridge raid goes well, and, um... Uh, one of them, uh, Malone's able to capture one of the guys running away. Uh, there's another guy who's in the uh, the hideout where the untouchables were hiding. He kind of runs to there for shelter. Um, Ness is able to trick him with a grenade. He rolls it on the roof so the guy goes to check out because he thinks there's a person walking on the top. Uh, their grenade goes off. Ness gets him from the other side with a gun. But the guy doesn't want to give up and uh, Ness ends up shooting him. And here he's, uh, Ness gets upset that he killed a guy because he hasn't done that yet. You know, so he's, he's real, he's real shaky about it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Malone tells him like, would you rather it was you? Yeah. He's yeah. like, no. He's like, oh, then sleep well tonight. <laughs> yeah. So they're, they're trying to interrogate this person Malone captured. And Malone's playing a very bad cop. Mm-hmm. You know, He's yelling at him. He punches him, you know, yeah. they're like, and, and Ness is like, not like that. Not like that um the Mountie's there and uh, the guy's not budging he's not mm-hmm. talking Malone walks outside and or he's actually pushed outside by Ness
1: yeah.
0: and uh he sees the corpse that Ness left and he has himself a little idea <laughs> so he's like you on your feet to the corpse and he picks it up and slams it against the wall so uh or against the window So the person that he captured, the the interrogation person who's in the chair, can see the the back of this guy's head. And Malone takes out a gun. And he sticks it in the corpse's mouth. And he's all like, you're going to talk. He's like, all right, you can't talk with a gun in your mouth? I'm going to give you to the count of three. One, two... And on three, he pulls the trigger and shoots brain matter all through the house. Yeah. It lands on the person they're trying to interrogate. And he flips out. He's like, I'll tell you everything. And <laughs> yeah, he freaks out. Yeah. Uh, the mounty looks at Malone and is like, I don't approve of your methods. And yeah. uh, Ness says, you're not from Chicago. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so um, they, uh, the, we, we go back to, uh, to Chicago. The DA is, uh, is pressing charges for tax evasion yeah. against, uh, Al Capone. Yeah. You know, they have, they have the ledger and they have a witness. Mm-hmm. So they're going to move forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, the witness is like, you guys are going to take care of me. Right. And, uh, yeah. and Stone says, Hey, we made a deal. We're going to follow through with it. Yeah. Uh, the accountant has uh, custody of this, uh, this ledger guy. hmm and he's uh, walking him to the elevator, and as he goes to the elevator, a very attractive woman gets off, and he's all like, "Oh, you know, this this uh, this field work is very diverting from accounting." And <laughs> lady walks by, very diverting, <laughs> and he gets on the elevator, and in the elevator is a cop, mm-hmm. played by Billy Drago, the man in the white suit. Yes. And it closes, and uh, we all know what's up. Elevator goes down. Ness and Malone are talking, and they hear gunshots. Yep. Um, in the elevator, it is very explicit. Um, the man in white shoots both the witness first, and then the accountant. Yeah. Point blank, in the head. Yeah. Um, by the time Malone and uh, Ness get there, the elevator is just filled with blood, mm-hmm. and written there on the wall in blood is the word "touchable." Mm-hmm smooth
1: yeah it's pretty awesome
0: yeah um the police chief also sees uh the man in white get away and a couple of dead cops outside yeah um like outside the service elevator. presumably they were going to take him to you know the the safe place but yeah. you know a bunch of dead cops so they're they're freaking out the police chief tracks down malone and says hey uh take the day off take a couple yeah, of days off yeah, yeah. you know things things are going to get bad right so, um, Ness in a fury goes to the hotel to confront Al Capone, <laughs> and they have their first uh, they have an argument. So, Capone's coming down the stairs, and Ness is like, Well, first, Ness says to uh, you know, the, the person at the desk, Show me Al Capone, and he's like, There's nobody here with that name, you know, because you know, he owns the city, you yeah, know, more or less. So, uh, Ness is out there, Capone's coming down the stairs, and they start yelling at each other. He's like, you're a monster. He's like, you're going to talk to me in front of my fucking son like that? Yeah. He calls him a
1: son of a bitch. Yeah, he, 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 he calls him a mad. son of a bitch. He's like,
0: you're going to swear in front of my son? Fuck you. You're
1: mm-hmm. nothing but a lot of talking to bitch. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know? So good. Yeah, yeah. you know. I mean, you call him a son of a bitch, to say fuck you. So he lost the Chicago way of, like, insults right, right. there. Mm-hmm. So... Um, you know, and uh, he he basically says if you had any balls, you'd shoot me. You know, if you were gonna do something, you'd have done something. Yeah, you know, so everybody's everybody's holding them back. Um, so uh, then, you know, they 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 go back to uh, I'm not sure if it's Ness's house or Malone's house, mm-hmm. but they're in a home. Yeah. Uh, Ness is on the phone Stone and Malone are also there just kind of milling about and uh, the scene boils down to the DA won't prosecute Ness is giving up yeah without um, a witness he won't prosecute yeah. without a witness and uh, Stone's like we have the ledger we have all the physical evidence that we need mm-hmm. but the DA won't go forward without a witness mm-hmm. you know period um, so they're like oh man like we're we're screwed you know, because if you take a swing and you miss, yeah, that's bad. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, Stone says even though Ness is giving up, he's going to stick around for a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, Malone's like, "Yeah, hey, you you can't give up." And he's right. all like, "Well, gotcha. I am giving up." And he's like, "Tell you what, do this for me. Stall. Yeah. See if you can stall.
2: Stall the <laughs> DA. Yeah. Just keep him from.
0: Him- so, uh, uh." then uh does uh malone go to the bar uh yeah yeah so malone goes to a bar because this whole film malone's had information oh well there's a, like a slight important
1: scene right before that uh capone is getting the bookkeeper out of town
0: that's right yeah, yeah. capone says he's getting the bookkeeper out of town because they're uh they, they've subpoenaed him yeah so this is the person we saw at the beginning of the movie a guy with glasses and a mustache mm-hmm. who who does the accounting for al capone yeah so he's he's getting him out of town somewhere. So Malone goes to um, goes to the cop bar, yeah. you know, filled filled with Irishmen, you know. And uh, he grabs the main cop guy. I've, I'm not sure if he's the chief or not, mm-hmm. but uh, they go outside to talk. Yeah. And he says, you've given me a lot of information. I need more. Where's the bookkeeper? Yeah. And the cop's like, you're crazy. I'm not telling you that. And they go back and forth and, uh, you know... Um, Malone ends up threatening him. It's like if you don't tell me, yeah. I'm gonna turn you in for everything you've done. You yeah, know? we we know you're a dirty cop. And then the the other cop just says you're dead. You're yeah. a dead man. Yeah, you know that's that. And uh, then they start fighting. Mm-hmm. They start having a physical altercation, and it's uh, it's pretty fun. Yeah, it's it's fun watching two old guys fight. <laughs> and uh, Malone comes out on top barely in the scuffle, and he holds a gun to the guy's like, "You're gonna tell me." Yeah. So, um, Malone goes, uh, back to his house, uh, ironically and very hilariously, he takes a drink, he's got some hidden alcohol, Yeah. but, um, the man in white is outside of his house. Yeah. Uh, like the exorcist. <laughs> um, and he's kind of walking around and there's another goon there and, uh, somebody is, uh, watching him and this whole scene is shot from the, uh... Intruder's perspective It's him watching Malone As he goes through the house It's really good drama Mm -hmm. It's really nice tension Because you You're following with the camera And the first hint you have Is that uh, Malone looks at the camera And the camera moves back to the brick wall Mm -hmm. And then it comes back out around And then it goes to a different window And then you see a hand come and open the window So now we absolutely know We're in the perspective Mm -hmm. Of the person who's coming to kill Malone Yeah Malone follows him around the house. He loses track of him once, then he spots him finally, uh, and it's really well shot. He's just slowly moving through the house, room by room. He sees evidence of Malone. He sees his jacket, his things. He sees, and then he finally sees him hunched over his uh, his uh, radio or record player. Mm-hmm. But uh, Malone turns around with his double-barreled shotgun. We then have the perspective of the man. Who came into the house? He's got a little switchblade, Italian person. Sean Connery then throws a bunch more racial epithets at him <laughs> as he walks him out of the house with his gun. He's like, "Get out of here," you know. And as as he's outside of the house, um, the man in white is there with the Tommy gun. Yeah. The second he yeah. leaves his doorstep, and he unloads on him.
1: It's crazy. Yeah.
0: He he puts so many bullets into him, and he's down and. Uh, he just, uh, the man in white just kind of smiles and leaves. Yeah. Uh, Malone is left to crawl bleeding through his house. Yeah. And uh, as he does, um, it, it's overcut with the sounds of opera singing. Yeah. And we have Capone in the opera, you know, watching the, the clown sing. He's crying. Yeah, and he's, he's weeping, and then uh, the man in white comes to him, whispers in his ear, really close whispers into his ear yeah. and then he you know cracks a smile because Malone's dead
1: yeah.
0: Ness comes to Malone's house sees the trail of blood, hops through finds Malone's body. Um, Malone's pointing off to the side trying to show him something um, he thinks it's his uh, key and religious symbol that yeah. he's pointing to yeah. and he hands it to him and he kind of like no and he kind of throws it to the side and he grabs the paper. And he rasps the, the bookkeeper, you know. Yeah. He's like the bookkeeper's on this train. He's like, yeah. And then he tells he tells Ness like, what are you prepared to do? Which is so cool. Yeah. And then he yeah. he passes. He he dies. And and uh, Ness Ness and Stone are left uh, just you know there uh, with with Malone's body. And uh, so the man in white is two for two. Yeah he's doing pretty good for himself
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's the guy you want right yeah, yeah I mean,
0: <laughs> Billy Drago come on oh. so uh, <laughs> I know you don't, you'd get it if you saw Briscoe.
1: no I've seen like two episodes I was like eh oh man and I'm a chin guy oh man uh, I didn't mean to break your heart
0: that's alright we can't always agree on everything right so um, like
1: I thought the shirt and tie was a good idea <laughs>
0: so uh when uh you know so at the body of malone we just just a little tasteful thing it cuts back to capone and he's toasting mm-hmm. with champagne and the uh, the opera singer the whole you yeah know, everybody's dressed real nice it's a huge thing he's happy as a clam that's right so they go after the bookkeeper they know what train he's on so they go to the train station, Yeah. Ness and Stone. So Ness is on a higher platform. He's overlooking a staircase. Um, Stone is off to the side, you know, also doing stuff. They're kind of looking around. And then this is the, the infamous scene from the movie. This is the one that everybody knows. There's a woman at the bottom step of the uh, of the staircase. It's a big staircase and she has a baby carriage. Baby carriages back in this day were made out of wrought iron. You know, just, just metal. Solid. Yeah. yeah, and not like aluminum, you know. This isn't, it's the 30s, you know. Yeah. It's made out of skillet iron, you know. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, this thing weighs 120 pounds. And she's trying to, like, lug it up the stairs. So, uh, Ness has one eye on her and one eye at the doors. And he sees some people in suits that look suspicious coming in and out. But one by one, it's not them. He finally breaks and decides to help the woman get the carriage up the stairs. This scene feels like it takes twenty minutes, like yeah. it's just so stressful and drawn out. Yeah. And he gets he gets the carriage pretty much to the top step. It's like on the platform and it's safe when he comes face to face with the mob, and everybody there. Uh, he lo- he makes eye contact with mob guy. Mob guy makes eye contact with him. Kevin Costner ditches the baby, pulls out a shotgun, and blows the mob guy away. Yeah. The carriage is knocked down the steps, and it just starts bouncing down. <laughs> so, um, it's this has been used in everything. I feel like it's most famous from The Untouchables. It started, I think, with like Battleship Potemkin, like a Russian five-hour film back in the day, like of just carriages going downstairs, and it's been done... A couple times, but I think uh, the Untouchables put this on the map. Slater parodied in Naked Gun 33 and a Third. (laughs) Um, So just the baby carriage slow motion falling downstairs while people are having shootout.
1: It's very dramatic.
0: (laughs) Yeah, uh, so Stone shows his prowess shooting a bunch of dudes with his guns again because he's really skilled at it. Kevin Costner has a shotgun, so he's just pointing in the general direction and pulling the trigger. Yeah. Uh, concealed carry, not really a thing in 1930, walk around. You know? <laughs> yeah. So um, so everybody's unloading on everyone. A couple shots hit the baby carriage, but it's <laughs> fine because, once again, it's made out of iron. And, uh, you know, some sailors get hit in the crossfire. A lot of people die. Yeah. Um, as the carriage gets to the bottom step, and this is really impressive, Stone's able to slide and stop it from, like, tipping over with his leg. Yeah. Which, um... has got to be, like, a hammer hitting your shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. he's well, made out of
1: stone.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ooh! Yeah. I'll be fine. in the corner. That's fine. <laughs> Zach's corner. <going. laughs> so, um... So, he's, he's lying prone on the ground. One knee holding up the carriage... His his back up against the ground, and one gun pointed out. When the smoke clears, there's one gangster left holding a gun to the bookkeeper. He's yeah. got him tight. Um, Ness is also at the bottom step. Oh, one thing I forgot to mention about the staircase: the the woman going, my baby. That's that's also a part of it. So. Um, as they're, they're down on the bottom step, the uh, gangster says, I'm going to kill the bookkeeper. It's like, you have to look count a three to let me go, you know. Yeah. And so uh, Ness says, uh, you got him? And he's like, I got him, you know, <laughs> at the stone at the floor, back to the ground, gun pointing, you know, at a very small target next to the bookkeeper, yeah. you know. And he's like, okay. And, you know, so the guy starts counting one, Ness says, take him. Trigger pulls instantly. Mobster goes down. Shot presumably in the mouth. Yeah. Uh, blood all over the back. And uh, Stone says, two. <laughs> yeah. Which is great. <laughs> That's a nice touch, yeah. <laughs> the bookkeeper looks pretty shell-shocked. You know, he's like kind of shaking stone cocks back the hammer of his gun one more time mm-hmm. you know like it's like hey don't get any ideas <laughs> yeah, <you know>? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what i did to that guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> so so the bookkeeper's were ready to spill his guts and then it cuts to court so they're in court and the bookkeeper is just going over everything all the money that uh you know in the last year the payment generated was a was a million and a third yeah um, dollars to Al Capone, and then a series of uh, government officials as well got payoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, they're they're in the court, and uh, the man in white's also in the court behind Capone, and the DA looks to Ness and says, "Like we're nailing the coffin shut," and he's smiling, like Capone's just having a <laughs> great time; he doesn't mm-hmm. care. So uh, they're they're sitting around, and uh, as they uh, leave. Uh, or they don't leave as uh, capone and uh, there's a list that goes to uh to the man in white mm-hmm. and kevin costner's watching and he sees that the man in white has a gun he's got a gun in the courtroom so he talks to the bailiff and he says bailiff that man has a gun let's go outside and talk about this mm-hmm. he's like okay so they go they grab the man in white they walk outside while they're outside, uh, he's legally allowed to carry the gun. He has a permit issued by the mayor of Chicago. <laughs> yeah. It's <just laughs> like, oh shit! Like this goes really deep. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but he also has a matchbook, which Ness uses to light, you know, a cigarette he's smoking because you know alcohol is illegal. Cigarettes are fine. So, um, as he as he lights up, he sees inside of the matchbook is the address of Malone. Yeah. And he looks back and he's like, I used to have a friend that lives at this address. (laughs) And uh, Man in White, seeing the writing on the wall, grabs his gun and points it at the cop and at uh, Ness. And he starts backing away. And uh, Ness tells him to, you know, uh, Ness tells the cop to let him go. The cop goes for his gun. Man in White shoots him. Uh, Ness gets the cop from the dying, uh, he gets the gun from the dying cop. A little dyslexia there. Uh, and chases, uh, chases the man in white through the courthouse. They go up the stairs. Um, I really like how they do this because you're just following Ness. You can't see or hear anything. And as he's running up the stairs, you hear two gunshots and then two bodies far, fall down the stairs. Yeah, yep. It's great. And uh, Ness sees them and like chases after him. They exchange some bullets and they get to the courthouse roof. Uh, Ness pretends to get hit and fall off the side and then when uh, the man in white goes to check it out he shoots him with a bullet Uh, the man in white goes and uh, tries to rappel down the side with a rope which is really dumb yeah Um, Ness has the shot on him as he's coming down the rope and he decides not to take it the man in white sees his weakness and he just kind of gives that uh, that beautiful smile that Billy Drago has it just (laughs) wimp and he gets to the roof and they they're talking he's like you're under arrest and he searches them and takes his stuff and uh then uh he's like you're you're going to jail he's like it's like your friend squealed like a pig as he died yeah he's like what did you say (laughs) It's like I said your friend he squealed like a pig when he died. I want you to remember that when I beat this rap. Yeah. And then Kevin Costner pushes him off the side of the building. Literally, <laughs> yeah. And as he's screaming, as he's falling down, he's like, Did it sound like that? <laughs> <laughs> that so so Ness just murdered a man, uh, which is great. It's um, the Chicago way. Yeah, and uh, he, lands, he lands in a car.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, like a Model T or whatever they were driving right. back then. And... Uh, uh, Ness goes back to the courtroom and Stone says, "Like, hey, that uh, that guy, one of the papers he had is a list of payoffs to the jurors. Yeah, you know, so uh, Capone bought off the jury.
1: <laughs> yeah, man, and, he's not taking any chances.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, we we found it on the man in white. Like, where is he? And Ness like, he's in the car. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Ness and the judge have a little talk." And uh, they have everyone else leave the chamber, and he's like, "I want you to switch out the jury." And he's like, "I can't do that. Like, you know, this is my courtroom." And then uh, they're both there by themselves, and uh, Ness gives him a look, and then it cuts to the thing, and uh, the judge is kind of shaky, and there's like, "I'd like you." He's (laughs) like, "I'd like you to switch the jury." (laughs) And uh, they're like, "What?" He's like, "I want you to take the jury from that other case, put them in here, and move them to that one." and they do and then Capone's like what no yeah. you can't do that this yeah. isn't the law you mm-hmm. know and he's all up in arms and like you know he, he might have a point because I think you know the there's a long process to. well that the next the part
1: too I don't know yeah. if the freaking lawyer can do that either
0: <laughs> so anyway so um what, what does the lawyer do well the lawyer
1: says after the jury's dismissed He's Like, uh, Your Honor, we'd like to change our plea from not guilty to guilty. Yeah. <laughs> and then Capone loses his shit. Yeah. Oh, it's so great,
0: man. Yeah, uh, it's not really something right. you know you can I do don't, without. I don't really think that the
1: lawyer like... can do that, yeah. but fuck it, why not? Yeah, so um It adds drama.
0: You know, so so Capone realizes that he's and here it is, Capone. <laughs> <laughs> <Well, not. laughs> <laughs> That's all. I liked it. Yeah, so he starts, you know, uh, you know. Swearing, this isn't justice. Yeah, yeah. yeah and his all of his associates, uh, heavy set Italian-American gentlemen, are uh, just kind of holding him back. And, you know, it's hard to contain a raging bull. And, uh, you know, he's trying to strike out, and, uh, and Ness decides to have a little chat with yeah. him. And, well, he throws his words back at him. Yeah. He's like, the fight's not over till the fight's done. Yeah. Oh,
1: good. I like it.
0: And Capone was like, "What did you say to me?" Yeah. So, um, oh, I forgot to mention the the reason the judge changed it, changed it is Ness said that he found the judge, uh, in the ledger. Yeah. Like in the list of payoffs, and the Diaz uh, the like he wasn't in the list, but like you know the judge is still sitting there. Yeah. You know. So He did something. <laughs> so yeah, Shit. like maybe he was paid at some point for something, or maybe Costner just threatened him or ness just threatened him it's like i'm gonna tell everybody that you're a dirty judge unless you do this so like either way i like it yeah i like the thought that like uh that ness bluffed him but i also like because the whole time like the idea has been he's had to compromise yeah you know like every point like he had to kill a man he Like, you know, and then he killed another man in cold blood mm-hmm. and now he just, like, you know, he was willing to do everything within the law and now he just stretched it to the point where right. it's, you know, no longer necessarily lawful.
1: He did what he had to do. Yeah,
0: that's the Chicago way. <laughs> that's right. So, uh... The film pretty much wraps up here. You know, the bad guy's put away. Um, it's a nice little shot of, uh as as Ness is leaving the courtroom of all of the reporters swarming Capone and everybody like pointing at him and him like holding back and screaming because this is the first time he's in front of cameras where he's not in control. Yeah. Now it's like the everyone who listened to him, everyone who was like, you know, all over him are now, have turned on him. Like, he's being accosted on all sides. His men are holding him down. You know, the the press has turned on him. It's a great little comeuppance yeah. moment. And, uh, uh, Robert De Niro plays his character so well
1: plays every character well It's true uh, <laughs> One of
0: the things I like about his performance is uh, He uses words wrong from uh-huh. time to time uh-huh. Because uh, Capone wasn't educated But he pretended to be Right. And he wasn't that smart of a guy He was just kind of a thug um, yeah. His autobiography He writes himself down early as a torpedo Which is a gun for hire Um, Or sorry, in his biography, Mm -hmm. they had they read his diary to make his biography. Oh okay. Um, And uh, you know he wasn't that that clever of a guy Mm -hmm. by all accounts. Um, Mm -hmm. Another interesting fun fact about Al Capone while we're here uh, at his trial, um, he claimed he didn't have income, but he was wearing ridiculously fancy uh, suits. Yeah. And he never wore the same suit twice. Damn to to court. Yeah, and uh, you know, so people have speculated how much money went into that suit, and it actually came up in court. It's <laughs> like if you don't have any money, yeah, where are you getting all of your clothes? Like you right. know, and it's just one of those well, in plain sight type yeah, deals yeah, yeah, where yeah. he's just like, well, who knows? So you don't think about it, right? Yeah, so um, you know, uh, interesting time in history. Uh, Stone and Ness have one more conversation. Uh, Ness has um, Malone's religious symbol that was left and he gives it to Stone and Stone's like I think Malone would have wanted you to have it instead and uh, Ness is like no I would have wanted a cop to have it you know he hands it to there and as he's leaving the same reporter guy the Jimmy Olsen that's been following him this whole time is like "Uh, hey they're talking about uh, repealing prohibition what do you think you're gonna do and uh, he says I think I'm gonna have a drink (laughs) yeah. <laughs> and uh, you menu. know it moves out and uh, end of film. Whoa. Yeah. So it's an interesting it's an interesting snapshot, you know. It was of a time where people were enforcing a law that everyone decided was silly later. Twenty first amendment, repealed prohibition. Uh, that's not a thing anymore. Everybody can drink if they want to. Well, not everybody. Not everybody. Anybody over twenty one, and depending on your state. Sure. You I know. think the state can decide 18. Yeah, yeah, want. the state can decide 18 if they want I,
1: well, I thought it was cool. like federally 21.
0: No. No, there are certain states where it's 18. So,
1: Because I thought that changed. Uh,
0: no, I don't think so. Well, I
2: think so. the feds, they, they basically like withheld funding to make the states raise it uh, to 21. Well, of course, right. Yeah. So then it made it.
1: I mean, we're not anti-government is. on this show.
2: That's just historically what happened. I
1: mean,
0: <laughs> we all right. pay our taxes here.
1: So. Yeah. <laughs> you're nothing put a lot of talk in a bed <laughs> well,
0: but uh yeah this this film is very well shot uh it just moves scene for scene for scene there's never a dull moment there's yeah. always something happening there's always some action there's something to uh look forward to in every scene especially when sean connery is in those oh scenes. my god yeah yeah uh everybody pulls out an amazing performance in the untouchables yeah. um, you know everybody everybody shows up everybody does a really good job yeah um like i said earlier soundtrack is impeccable there's a uh, a lot of i believe it's saxophone throughout you know late 80s Definitely. early 90s they were not afraid to lay on the sax yeah uh, they did it a lot um just the general soundtrack for standard moments there's like themes of sadness themes of action themes of triumph that uh, just cut through the movie yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. So sometimes I feel like it's a little overpowering but that was the era you know they, they'd do that then and that's okay you know like it just that's just the the stuff. soundtrack is an event when it occurs you know yeah uh, just really well done yeah from beginning to end uh, really enjoy this movie uh, I haven't seen it. Likewise. I haven't seen it in uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe like 18 years since right. I saw this film last. Uh, it's long enough that the first time I saw it, I didn't know Billy Drago was in it. I know who that guy is now. Mm-hmm. I it, I was talking to this before the movie started. When I first saw this movie, I didn't know who Robert De Niro was. Damn. So I wow. since learned he was in The Untouchables, but the first time I saw it when I was you know, right. Younger, I didn't know. Yeah. So. Uh, you know lots lots of people i knew who sean connery was right (laughs) that was about it that's good but
1: uh when you say stuff like that makes me think i probably watched these movies way too (laughs) yeah there you go so
0: um yeah just just great movie all around any thoughts or comments i I
1: love this movie man it's one of the all-time greats of the gangster movies and i like it because uh you know, most of, like the great mob movies are always from the point of view of the mob. Yeah. So I really like that this is like the point of the view, you know, from like, uh, you know, like the cops, right? Like that's a cool like, different way to do the movie, right? And so like I think that's, that's a true. lot more fun. Yeah,
2: yeah. like so the Good fellas and yeah. Godfather. That's, right. Yeah. You're you're in the mafia side.
0: Right. Well, I feel like I feel like this is like a western. Yeah. Like, they even have a horse scene. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah. classic, you know, old-timey white hat with gun.
1: Well, that makes know? total sense because then, you know, we got the composer from, like, all the great sort of yeah. Leon Cowboy movies,
0: right? So, yeah. It all makes sense! Yeah. You it all know, makes that's, sense. It's kind of how it's done. Yeah. You know? yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's Chicago. It's pretty lawless. It's corrupt. You know, yeah. you just have some people trying to do the right thing. I think <laughs> um, it's really... It's a really interesting story from a really interesting time period. Yeah. Because, um, like, it was acknowledged after the fact that prohibition caused way more problems than it was worth. (laughs) Right. You know, there was still the same level of drunkenness and all the things that went wrong. But, you know, now it added an organized crime aspect that otherwise wasn't there. You know, alcohol was no longer taxed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, all these little things that happened, you know, were, were avoided. And eventually it was repealed. So we're following some lawmen enforcing a law that later would be repealed. It was a very, like, brief time. So yeah. there's it's it's kind of complicated. And these cops in and of themselves that we're following aren't really the best people. Right. Like, the accountant's fine, but, like, Kevin Costner pushes a baby down some stairs to shoot a guy. <laughs> you know and it's just and uh you know the accountant and uh and malone both of them they both imbibe alcohol. Yeah. As you were saying when the accountant does, he's like kinda on the bridge between Canada so that might be legal.
1: He's Canada, he's fine. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, whereas
0: whereas Malone has a full like, you know, thing of scotch or whiskey. You know, he's he's got some on him. So he's like, you know, imbibing. So uh Well the whole
1: time though, he's like, you know, he's got his own set of like morals and like morality. Yeah. But like, you
0: know. Yeah. Yeah. So he's above it. Yes. So it's just, um, you know, there's there's a lot of complicated issues here that are beyond the scope of this podcast. To right. Address. But it, it gets it gets your brain going. It starts you thinking. It's just a fun movie, man. It's yeah. like two hours, but it doesn't feel like it. Like,
1: it's got great no. pacing. <laughs> yeah. And the it's, like, super great. memorable. There's so much great stuff that happens in this yeah. movie. Like, it's got rewatchability, which is something for me always important in movies.
0: Yeah, what's very vivid to me about The Untouchables is, um, is the blood. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of blood in this film, and it's not like it's not pretty. It's right. splattered, and it's like in long dripping lines, you know, like like it would be. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of overdone, but the human body has a lot of blood, so is it really <laughs> overdone? Right. And um, it's just uh, it's a very violent film when it does decide to get violent. Yeah. And uh, that left an impact on me when I was a child uh because i thought it was just this amazing like, right you're like this is the coolest thing i've yeah seen. so like <laughs> yeah. you know between tombstone and the untouchables i had a very different idea right like i'm like all r-rated movies must be great <laughs> right. these two are amazingly fun and violent like yeah. you know, and i thought every r-rated movie i was ever going to get to would be this well polished and crafted right. this, like you know you famous a little bit more than cult classic tombstone Right. Just uh, so weird.
1: Yeah. I when know. I was younger, I really thought I was like I thought that was like a beloved. Movie. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. a
0: beloved classic. But according to Wikipedia, it's a cult classic. So, yeah. but mm-hmm. know, who Can knows? We trust Wikipedia. Yeah, maybe we'll do Tombstone one of these days. Yeah, Tommas, have you seen it? No. Perfect. Right. end exam- In yeah. the books, Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll put down Tombstone <laughs> in nice. the ledger. Yeah. The Pod People ledger, right. and none of us are none of us are talking to the the DA about what's in our Pod People ledger. Right. Zach, you're going to I'm flip like a well-trained
1: dog. I'll roll over as soon as they tell me to.
0: <laughs> That's not good. They already got something on you. Yeah. Tax evasion.
1: That's exactly why I got to roll over.
0: <laughs> Another thing I find interesting is, uh, and this is just kind of a different aside on the whole Capone incident. It's like... It's, like, praised and lauded that they were able to arrest Al Capone on tax evasion. Mm -hmm. It's, like, I get it. It's really cool. It's a fun little, like, loophole that got him put away. Like, clearly a criminal that they got off the streets. But it's always, like, hyped up. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it's more kind of sad that yeah. like you know due to just corruption influences and just yeah. the legal system not working that they couldn't get him on the things that everybody knew he right. was doing you know it's yeah just, that is interesting it's just one of those things that always kind of like you know I, as we learned in training day it's not what you know it's what you can prove <laughs> I've never seen training day get your I have fucking life together
2: wow okay. oh, I have seen training day and I can vouch for that yeah
0: cool alright well, I think it's time to wrap it up now right. that we've exposed my ignorance. Right. <laughs> Good, notes. Good notes to leave off on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Too great you now. So uh, the grades. Oh yeah. A so plush. Plush. Yes. Yeah, it's a nice plush A. One you can just roll it's around. An a on. with the teddy bear. <laughs> yeah. Of course,
1: I got a plus. It's like you know, one of the best movies ever. Like so much fun.
0: I, I I feel like an A minus, but I'm gonna give it an A because I feel like that's just pedantic and stupid for a great movie. Right. Like I feel like I'm giving out A's left and right these days. I don't know. We'd have to check the tapes. Yeah, because like I remember, I remember giving out like C's to movies that I really liked because yeah. I was trying to be super critical. But you could uh, have
2: like a table of everybody's grades on each movie.
1: Oh, me good. You get a chart going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wonder if I've ever given. i get a spreadsheet so.
2: <laughs> only uh the only thing that an improvement for this movie is that it would have been longer it would
0: have been nice yeah, yeah I think I think I'm getting soft in my old age I'm giving it an A yeah
2: Aww. sticking to it
1: yeah. yeah. alright I think we're good yeah, yeah. Yep. check out uh, Body Snatched you know our secondary yeah. page. New Check out our Facebook. Check out our YouTube. Got a YouTube. Link to all that in the video description or the episode description. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get drunk. Description. Huh? I
0: said description. Yeah.
2: You're good. good to yeah. You. I'm good. We good. If like you like it, write a review. Well, or now go. they're not gonna go.
0: Well now. <laughs> I don't
1: know, I don't know, I don't now they know what
0: they're in for. I don't know. I don't know. All right. All bye. right see you later. <laughs> <laughs>